Welcome to the PR in Your Life podcast, episode number seven. This podcast is designed to help age 40 and over athletes live their best life. On this episode, we are going to talk about injuries, how they happen, how to prevent them, and how they impact us. We have both learned personally that it is so much more than just physical. We'll dive deep today. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, I'm Dr. Libby. And I'm Coach Alex. Welcome to PR in Life podcast, where it's all about thriving, not just surviving as an over 40 athlete. I've been a family practitioner for almost 20 years, and I have been dissatisfied with what medicine has to offer athletes. Now, as a functional medicine doctor, I've teamed up with Alex, a functional health coach, to talk about how to get to the root cause of symptoms. And together, we'll teach you how to make 40 and beyond the best years of your life. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Oh my gosh, this has been a crazy Monday already. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I kind of start off strong with my steam for the week. Like I'm like full of energy on Mondays, but my Mondays are my busy, busy days. And Tuesdays are really busy too. And then as the week goes on, it gets a little bit less busy sometimes. But oh my gosh, it's like... Off yeah. and running, first thing. I know. I went in yesterday and worked for about four hours thinking this will kind of start off great. And then yeah. I had something come up first thing this morning. I'm like, well, there goes <laughs> there it goes. a relaxed Monday afternoon. So. Oh, my gosh. Yes. No, no. Oh, it's all good, though. It's yes, it all is. good. I slept great last night. We turned our air conditioning on yesterday. <laughs> like, the night before, it was so humid, hot, and yes. I it was impacting my sleep. And so I said, you know what? Let's let's turn it on, and it it did help us sleep because I like it so cold when I sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I like to be cool and under the covers and stuff. So, so a good night's sleep. So a good way to start the week and had a fun, fun weekend. And so, yeah. So ready, lots, ready lots for of it. shopping. Yeah, what I hear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, lots of shopping. Maybe we'll hear about girls. that in a little bit with our special guest today. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's talk injuries. Yes. All right. Well, yeah. and that's it. So. Injuries. Let's start with, tell me what, we've all had injuries through the years. What was your most impactful injury? Mm. That was kind of the game changer for you. Mm, Yeah. So um, I would probably say it was my most recent injury because I I really had three injuries. I had stress fractures three times Mm -hmm. and I learned something from each of them, but I, I really don't think I got it until the third one. You know, I, it, the first two were just something I had to get through to get back on track yep. for the life I was wanting to live. <laughs> and so I hated every minute of it. I just, you know, bear down and just got through the time, but then didn't change a whole heck of a lot. Right. And then shockingly, it happened again. And then shockingly, it happened again. Mm-hmm. And so it was with the third injury, I stress fractured my femoral neck of my hip. And it was with crossfitting and marathon training all simultaneously, which isn't a good idea. And um, the crazy thing is I knew it was coming. You know, like I I had lots of pain in that hip and it would hurt when I ran, but then it would um, get better. You know, a few days later, it would kind of completely heal up, but it was getting more painful and taking longer to get better as time was going on. So 
what would have been the appropriate thing to do? I mean, maybe rest. rest, exactly. Take a week off, something like that. But what I did was the plan says Mm -hmm. this many miles, I must complete the plan. And I kept going. And I mean, I have no one to blame but myself because it was so um, preventable and it was so obvious, but yet I just couldn't not do what the well, plan said. And I remember I was not running anymore at that time. And I remember talking to you, I think a day or two after you had done that run with Ellen mm-hmm. and you had said how normally it kind of went away after you started. Mm-hmm. Weren't you like at mile 11 before you finally said, I'm done? Mm-hmm. And I remember at that point being like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Libby, you're yes. nuts. But I remember doing those things. Yes. And so it's so crazy. Like when you're in it and you're following that plan, you're, this is normal. Right. This is what we do. Exactly. And that particular run, I remember um, telling Ellen it kind of hurt before we started. And she said, listen, and she, she was like, we don't have to go. I think her plan said 13 miles that day. She's like, we don't have to go 13. Like, we can do whatever. I mean, she you know, she was totally yeah. cool with whatever. And I said, but we did it on the bike trail. And I said, well, let's just see how it goes. And inevitably, it would hurt at the beginning. But then after I would get moving, it would start to feel better. And so, and it kind of did that day too. But of course, I'm doing it out and back. Right. You know, so the further I'm going out there, the further I have to come back. Back. Yeah. And... um so it did. I mean, I would say like the first mile or two, it kind of hurt. And then maybe miles like two through, you know, six or so were okay. And then it was bad. But then we're far out in the bike trail. Yeah. <laughs> we had to get back, which we ended up walking a big portion of it because I couldn't go anymore. But I remember I got home and I took a, I think I took a bath because I didn't feel like standing anymore. Yeah. And I had a hard time getting under the tub. And it was hard. I mean, and then I made it to the couch, and I could not yeah. walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could not. It hurt that bad. I mean, and this was ten times worse than it had been any other time. And of course, the next morning, <laughs> what did I do? I I called my good friend Mike Willits that we had last week, right? And I said, Mike, please, what did I do? And yeah. I was really hoping it was just a pulled muscle, and that's kind of what he thought originally too. Yeah. But it turned out to be a stress fracture, and. I'll tell you, that's the one that I like. I, I kind of got it. I was like, okay, yeah. you know, this is time to listen. It's time to listen to my body, and that's what mm-hmm. I need to do. And plans are great. Yeah, goals are great, and I want to talk about more about that as we go on. But you also have to learn to listen to your body, and I, I did not learn that lesson the first two times, but I've no. learned it now, and I am so much better at at resting. Yeah and listen to my body. What about you? Have you been injured before? Yeah, I was the same way. Actually, I remember the one time, I think you and I were in the boot (laughs) at the same time. We were. That's right. I had fractured my shin and you had your foot. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember Robin thought it was hilarious that we were both in a boot at the same time when the radiologist called you and was like, what is it with you two? So how did you do that one? I will totally take the blame for that. That was when I jumped into running with um, those Newton shoes. And you're supposed to take a year Mm -hmm. to acclimate yourself to them. And I got them and did one run and decided to do a half marathon in them. Mm, That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) so guess what happens? Wow. (laughs) 
and did another um, half marathon, I think pretty soon after that, and then thought I had tied my shoe too tight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why does my foot hurt? Mm-hmm. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh. So that was stress fracture number one. Okay. And then it was really um, the injury after that. It was It was a crazy one. Still can't really figure out what happened, was doing a um, splash and dash, which is you swim a thousand meters and then you go outside and you do a 5K. And it had um, snowed and tons of ice outside and I really didn't want to do it. And I thought, well, just suck it up. Mm -hmm. And so I was out on the course running, there was ice everywhere and a friend had just passed by and he said, watch out, there's black ice. Soon as he said it, I went down and a girl was right behind me and fell on top of me. Mm. And my knee hurt pretty soon after that. And I actually thought maybe I had torn my meniscus because I started having some really weird things kind of going on, some like limping and just just odd things. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was in a class and a girl was behind me and I was running and she said, you look like you have some back issues because you're limping when you run. And I was like, what? And that's when I think I contacted you and said, all right, it's been three, four months mm-hmm. and you sent me in and yep, I had a L3, 4, and 5, mm. I believe was herniated mm. and it has never been. So then I think that was in 2013 and then I progressively have gotten a limp mm-hmm. over the years when I try, you guys all kind of joke with me, I kind of dragged my foot a little bit. I yeah. don't know, it's a weird not yeah. quite a drop foot, but whatever it is. Yeah, it, it you have to be more intentional about picking yes. it up because it um, where your nerve yeah. injury is that, and yeah. so instead of we just do that right naturally without yeah. thinking about it, but you have to kind of have think, to think about think it, and you can see it in your when gait. I run. Yeah. yeah, so that's been the biggest thing. Now after that, I broke my ankle in a trail race, but that mm-hmm. wasn't really. <laughs> That's a whole other funny story. But <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. And 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 you know, I think anyone who's been exercising for a long time, they're going to have their share of yes. they're going to have injuries. They're yeah. they're going to happen, I think. Yeah. But um, you know, it's just you learn from them and you modify and um, you know, it's kind of like during this coronavirus time, you know, I spent the first week or so thinking, "Ugh, I can't do what I want to do." because I want to go to CrossFit and I can't because CrossFit's closed. And so I kind of sulked about that for a little while. And then I realized, you know what? I love to do all kinds of exercise. You know, CrossFit's kind of my favorite thing right now, but maybe I can spend some time doing some of the things that I don't otherwise find time for because I'm so busy doing my CrossFit. Right. But, um, you know, Less or more isn't always better is exactly. one thing I've learned too. And I, I'm kind of one of those people and I, I really am like I'm all in with what I'm doing. Right. You know, and and that can be good. I mean that those traits can serve me very well in some aspects of my life. But when it comes to exercise, more isn't always better. Right. You know? You know, and it's really hard because I still have running logs from when I very first started running back in 2001, 2002, and then that evolved to the online um, triathlete program. I'm trying to remember. Was it Beginner's Triathlete that we logged everything in there? I was just thinking about that yesterday. And then now I'm back to writing my stuff down in my um, gypsy journal. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I still track every workout, Mm -hmm. every single thing that I do. And 
it is so incredibly difficult to have a workout and not be able to do it mm-hmm. and say, I need a rest day mm-hmm. or this, my body isn't feeling very good. Maybe right. I shouldn't do this. And you know what I used to do? If I missed it, I would go back and catch it up. Oh, yes. Double days. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like, well, you know, the plan said, you know, five miles that day. I missed it and it's got five miles today. So I'll do 10. <laughs> Or, you know, I was supposed to swim, you know, 2,500 meters and then go for a bike ride and then I miss my run. So Mm -hmm. maybe I'll do my swim first and then I'll do a bike ride and then I'll just do a brick afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, I've got to check that off. They said that I have to do this. So, And you know what? I was thinking about that as as I'm preparing for the podcast today is why? Like, you know, why did I feel such a need Mm -hmm. to always do it. And I'll tell you, I, I say that as if I'm recovered from it completely. And I'm not yeah. because I still I still do these do things. it yes. a little bit, you know, but um, I, I see it from a wiser viewpoint than I than I used to. But um, and, and it, I, got, I got to thinking about why I think for the first marathon for me, it was a lack of confidence. You know, I was right. wanted to make I needed to do it all to be confident, Mm -hmm. to know that I could finish the plan. It was like I didn't have any confidence in myself. And why would I at that point for a marathon? Because I'd never done it before. But I trusted that the plan I was following was going to get me there. And I, But I had to do everything that they said to feel okay enough about it. And um, But then – and that has just kind of continued. It's like, okay, I I need to to do what is being asked of me to be able to – and, yeah. and then it became like almost, it's like kind of a guilty feeling almost if I don't get it done. And I think yeah. in some ways it's linking my achievements to like my overall worthiness almost. Mm-hmm. It's like I need to yeah. do this and I need to perform. And it's funny because no one cares what I'm yeah. doing. You know, yeah. no one cares what my time is at a marathon. No one cares whether I did. Scheme. No, but no. Um, but it was like I personally needed to you know, achieve these things and make records and break those records to kind of yeah. feel worthy myself. I mean, it's really well kind of messed up. And it and it's interesting because I look at my husband and he drives me well, it's funny because and I hope that I don't jinx him, um, Dan never follows a training plan. Mm-hmm. Ever. He doesn't record anything ever. Mm-hmm. That's just you know, he said, when I go hard, I go hard. Mm-hmm. And then when I go easy, I go super easy. And that's just how he trains and mm-hmm. always has. No training plan. He says, I know what works. I know what doesn't. And, you know, he's obviously been very successful absolutely doing that. And yeah. there's no way I could have trained that way. Right. And it works for him. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And, you know, what's interesting about that is he trusts himself. Mm-hmm. That he, A, knows his body, and B, knows what works for him. Whereas I'm learning to trust myself a little bit, but I never did. I was always like, somebody else knows way better than I do when it comes to some of this stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting how, how we do that. Yeah. Andy cracks me up. So I, I, I've learned to rest more. So I yeah. am resting now two days a week. Mm-hmm. And I mean it. I'm really resting. So right now on Thursdays and Sundays, I am not working out. Yep. Those are my rest days too. And yeah. um, 
Now, I will maybe take a walk. So I think yesterday we took Zipper on a walk, like a two-mile walk. Um, that I don't count. Yeah, because your heart rate's like yeah. 80. Yeah, exactly. I'm not <laughs> – and I'm zipper. not pushing it yeah. too hard, you know. Um, so I'll do that. But I'm no longer, you know, squeezing it in. And mm-hmm. I'm no longer doing, you know – two days and I'm not crossfitting and running on the same day you know I mean and so I I've I've learned that you know sometimes less is more we gain our fitness on our rest days yeah but then you know Andy I was teasing him this this weekend because he doesn't like to rest I mean yeah. he just does not like to rest he likes to work out almost every day he will take maybe one rest day every maybe two weeks or so is what I'll see him do. And um, on Saturday morning, we're getting ready to go work out. And he says, oh, my gosh, my back hurts and my legs hurt and um, my, my elbow, elbow hurts. hurts. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you going to do for your workout? He's like, oh, I'm going to squat and I'm going <laughs> to do some bar muscle-ups. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And I'm like, OK. You know, and I kind of just chuckled and like, and he, he saw the sort of irony in it all but and he did he was making fun of himself he goes my back hurts so i'm deadlifting my right. elbow hurts so i'm doing bar muscle ups I know. and i said well yep i understand yep and i'm trying to just be you know like all right you do your thing and i'll do my thing and not you know he doesn't want to hear what my opinion yeah. is necessarily I maybe mean, he does he'll ask me and i'll tell him for sure but well um, you know and it's like we talked about um last week and i'll never forget the day after an Ironman and talking just, you know, everyone's kind of talking around, how's your race? How Mm -hmm. was your race? Blah, blah, blah. And this couple, so anyone that hasn't done an Ironman, it's you swim forever. Yeah, 2.4 miles. Mm 2.4, bike 112, and you run a marathon. And so there was this couple there that were talking about their longest workouts. And they had completed, and they did fairly decently for this Ironman, they said something like their longest swim was under two miles. They'd only biked, I think they'd done a half an Ironman. Okay. So they had done the 56 miles and then 13.1. That was their longest training for the Ironman. Mm. And they did fairly well. And I remember like, you've got to be kidding me. I've done all this training. Mm -hmm. Hindsight as we have all discovered showing up at the starting line undertrained mm-hmm. is so much better than overtrained. Absolutely. And you and I see so many of our friends and clients mm-hmm. that are just broken. Yeah. And they just keep on going and they wonder why. Right. You know. Absolutely. I know. It's not worth it. And I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a perfect example. Those people performed really well and you know, yeah. when you're telling me this, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's all they did. How would yeah. they ever even yeah. complete it, right? Yeah. So they didn't have that confidence that I felt like I would need yeah. at the starting line, but they might have had the confidence. I mean, yeah. it's like, where do you get the confidence from? Do you get the confidence yeah. from knowing that yeah. you train hard consistently and that consistency is going to pay off? Or do you get the confidence from having a plan that has every single workout X'd out that you were supposed to do by somebody? You know, I mean, I find find these plans online. It's not like I'm having a personal – it wasn't like a personal trainer was monitoring my progress with this, right? Well, and think about like when we did all of our – you know, it was all about how many 20-milers can we get in before a marathon. Mm -hmm. And then when we all switched to the Hanson plan Mm -hmm. and your longest run is 16. Mm -hmm. and trusting in that 
and every single one of you all PR'd your marathon. Yeah. It was amazing to be like, more is not better. Less Absolutely. is it's the quality of your workouts yes. and your intention of it. Absolutely. And I just remember sitting there watching you and Molly and Lisa and everyone just crushing. I was like, huh, yeah, well, look at that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, that that's it was called the Hansen Marathon Method. It's yeah. a book. And um I I can't remember what number marathon it was for me, but I you know, previous marathons, you built up to a 20 mile yeah, run. 2022. Yeah. yeah. And in that plan, it was 16 was the longest run. And you did it a couple of times, but you never went above 16. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but the runs were very intentional. Very intentional running on tired legs. Cause it was usually you did like a 10 miler on let's say Friday and then you're 16 on Saturday mm-hmm. and so you were always on tired legs and but the yeah. rest of your runs were all tempo pacing yes. repeats or super ridiculously easy yeah yeah absolutely so, so purpose you know an intention purpose. with every mm-hmm. single workout which was just makes sense now talk about a little bit if you want to about you know, the, the injury that you had that really kind of changed yeah. it all for you because it really has. And, and it has, you know, and it's interesting as, as we all go through our, as athletes, whether you're an elite athlete, recreational athlete, whatever you are, you identify with what you do. Absolutely. And I was very, very blessed to be a pretty decent runner. I mean, I'm definitely not like setting world records by any means, but you know, I qualified for Boston, honestly, without trying. I never really had to do anything to get there. It was just, oh, this is the time I have to run. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. What I just, I did fairly well with my runs. Why well, kind of, then you start to get attention from that. Mm-hmm. And it would be, I'd show up to the race and they're like, oh, Alex is here today. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's, you know, now we're racing. And so I then really identified with, I became Alex the runner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had my circle of friends from that as well. And when I had that injury happen, I mean, it was within... I mean, it was pretty quick. I'm going to say within six months, my running had significantly dropped off. And within a year, it was pretty substantial. But then, um, so kind of the group of people that I used to run with didn't want to run with me anymore. I used to be the one who, if you wanted a hard run, you'd show up to mm-hmm. run with me. Then I kind of started becoming people's recovery runs. Mm-hmm. And then it was no runs. Mm-hmm. And I really went through a depression with that. Absolutely. Because you're just, your identity is completely gone. And yeah. I had been a runner for almost 20 years. And what do I do now? Yeah. And so it was really, and I say this, and I honestly mean it, it's probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Really? Yes. And why is that? I discovered so many things about myself through that process Mm -hmm. of um, I realized I didn't really have like people would joke about doing races and I I never paid attention because I was so busy racing Mm -hmm. that I didn't understand the fun of it. Mm -hmm. And through different things, I met so many different people 
my focus became completely different. It, it was just weird how things happened. I had showed up to some different races and people that were having, you know, really bad days. There was one 50K that I did and a girl it was her first one and she had just DNF the one that she had tried a couple weeks before. And so she was just trying to do it. And if I had been racing that, I never would have met her. Mm-hmm. And that day I stayed with her. Mm-hmm. And because I wasn't worried about time anymore, it was just about finishing, yeah. accomplishing something. And I started doing more and more things like that. And it kind of drove Dan nuts, you know, like, why are you not, you know, and I'm like, I can't race anymore. I can't do things I used to. Right. So I might as well kind of be and kind of give myself back a mm-hmm. little bit and just try to make this more than just about me. And so it was, I really kind of met a different group of people and just kind of got something different out of it. I felt yeah. like I was giving back a lot more than I had ever sure. done. And also realizing, you know, let's say fitness completely is gone tomorrow. What do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, and so you really start thinking about, you need to find some other hobbies that you are not tied into that's your identity. Right. And so I think that was such a blessing that that happened. And I was able, and it, I'm going to say it took about two years. Yeah. And believe me, I went through every PT, every, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much money I spent trying to fix my leg because everybody said we can fix it. Right. And so I finally just said, it's, it's done. Right. It is what it is. It it's is not going to be is. fixed. And so you have to then adapt yeah. to that, you know, and, and it's so hard when you're right. Like you're Alex the runner. I mean, that's how yeah. I knew yeah. you. I mean, that's how everybody knows you. Yeah. And that's how you know yourself, right? right? And you you get your, you know, you're, I see what you mean. Like people have these expectations when they see you of what you're going to do. And then you put that pressure on yourself. Yeah. And it, it sometimes isn't super fun. It but wasn't always super fun. But now when I show up, they would be like, hi, yeah. not... <laughs> Not like, who are you? It's like, hey, you know. Right. But you have to then learn like that you're enough and that you are exactly awesome regardless of what your time is yes. at the end of the day and regardless yeah. of what you're doing. And you had to then find new ways of staying mm-hmm. healthy and staying active that don't yeah. involve running. And and I remember you guys saying this at CrossFit one day because whatever I'm doing in life as far as my fitness goals – at that point in my life, I feel like I can never imagine doing anything else. I love yes. this, you know. And I remember talking to you guys at CrossFit one day. And you guys have been CrossFitting longer than I was. So I was still in that like super excited yeah. phase of it all. And I'm like, I cannot imagine not doing this forever. For, yeah. And I remember, I think it was Heather, Julie, um, you and I having the conversation. Maybe it was a, I think it was a 9 a.m. on Wednesday, maybe. CrossFit class. And you guys were like, yeah, you know, we'll, like, I love doing this too, but no matter what, we'll be figuring out some fitness. What's our next? It might be mm-hmm. jazzercise. Yeah. <laughs> but- it's going to be water aerobics. It's <laughs> right. going to be something because, you know, everything does have an exp- mm-hmm. You wish it didn't. Mm-hmm. For, for some people, yeah. they don't have an expiration date, but I find a lot of things do. And you just have to be ready and say, wow, I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Why well, I got to do this. Yes. And now, what's next? Exactly. Absolutely. And just know that there are lots of things. And, mm-hmm. and, I'm finding like I, I'm finding the workouts that I'm doing right now really fun. Like, and yeah. if you'd have asked me two months ago when 
things first changed when COVID happened, I would have said, no, I I don't want to do anything. And the same thing too, when I had my injuries, I remember, you know, there were other things I could have maybe done. Not much, but you know, there were, but I just was like, nope, I can't do what I want to do. So I'm not going to do anything. And what was so hard for me with my injuries was, and you're the exact same way too, I think is running or crossfitting that was just more than just my yes, exercise for the day social social life my mm-hmm. friendships you know my so much of my self-worth is right. tied up to that my stress burn I had the conversation with Ellen this weekend I, I met her and we ran five miles on Saturday and we were talking about this and it kind of hit me you know we were talking on a previous podcast about sugar and I used to be able to eat a little bit of sugar and that was great. Like I, could, yeah. I, I remember having this M and M dish on our um, little entryway, little um, furniture piece there, and I would fill that candy dish up with M and Ms, and I would eat like three of them, three M and Ms, and that's it. And that's yeah. it. And Andy would say, "Don't buy the M and Ms because if you buy the M and Ms, I'm going to eat them all." I'm like, "Really? I can just eat three. Yeah. I'd like to have a few every now and then. Leave those yeah. sit there for months on end, right?" And as I've gotten older now. I absolutely can don't want to eat three M Ms. I want to eat three pounds of M Ms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not even thirty. Like that would not even do it for me. And I, I think it's kind of a dopamine tolerance that I've developed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, you know, it's kind of almost like drugs. I mean, if you, well, like let's maybe yeah. alcohol. Let's just say, so yeah. if you drink one, if you've never drank alcohol before and you have one drink, oh my goodness, you're going to feel something from that. If you drink it all the time, one's not going to do you any good. You have to have more and more and more to get the same effect. Same thing with sugar and the dopamine that you get from it. I also think the same thing can happen with exercise. 100%. So you get that endorphin hit from the exercise. And what starts off is like, oh, a couple days a week, get this endorphin hit. This is great. Now all of a sudden becomes, oh no, I need this endorphin hit. I need to do more to get the endorphin mm-hmm. hit. I need to do more frequently to get the endorphin hit. I'm miserable in the days that I don't get the endorphin hit. Right. You right. know? And that's what Ellen and I talked about on our run was that she's like, I was talking about rest days and how important it is. And she's like, I don't like rest days. I, we, I don't do it. I don't it. think Ellen's had one since probably 2011. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and she's like, I just start to feel like not good and yeah. I need it. And yeah. and so I do think that is part of it as well. And Because, you know, it's always like, wow, this is so fun. I'm loving this. So if I love it, let's just do more of it, right? Yeah. yeah. And that works not great in the long term. Well, and I think what's really hard too is that, and we have all, as we have evolved through the years, you know, of being, um, say, maybe pre-kids, young kids, older, me, I'm post-kids, running and exercise has meant so many different things to me at different points of time. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it was um, the racing, which I really got a lot from, stress management, social, weight and health management. Mm-hmm. It hits so many different boxes mm-hmm. and having to learn and find other ways to check off those boxes is so key. You mm-hmm. have you if, alternative ways. Yes. Right? We have to find alternative ways to check off those boxes. Right. Absolutely. Because yeah, I, I remember when I was injured, I mean I depressed too because Very. I didn't I was isolated. I no longer yeah. had my friends. But you know what? Like you can still go see your friends. 
when you're not exercising. Well, like, and that's what I had to, <laughs> I had to create things yeah. like coffee time yes. and lunch time. And I would meet people, I would meet you guys after you did runs mm-hmm. and different stuff, just because that was, right. you know, the only way if I was, that was the only way I got to see you guys in a crazy time, then that's right. what I would do. You have to be proactive with mm-hmm. it. And I remember, you know, when the kids were really little, it was so hard because, you don't have a ton of time, right? So yeah. I mean, I was two little kids, and I'm working, and I'm trying to run. So what was so great about running was it was all of those things in one. So yes. it was super efficient, you right? You meet your friends 5 a.m., <laughs> yes. you get your time in, it's girl time, it's stress time, it's every time, and yep. then you start your day. Yeah. And so when they're really young, it's a little bit hard to kind of have different avenues to, mm-hmm. to compete, complete all of those things. Um, but you know, at the stage I'm at in my life now, I can do that. And yeah. um, I need to just be, you know, it, it's all about, and we talked about this with Mike yesterday too, but being intentional, like what yeah. is your goal with this? And, you know, what, where, where yeah. do you want it to, to yeah. go? And, and just, instead of just blindly following someone else's plan and blindly not listening to your body. Yeah. And speaking of that, yes, of goal, yes. we have a special guest today. We would do. you like to introduce her? We do. She's been sitting here so quietly, but I was. Um, my daughter Ainsley is joining us today. Can you say hello? Hello. <laughs> How old are you, Ainsley? I'm eleven. Eleven, and so. We were talking, um, she and I had a chance to spend the whole day together on Saturday, just the two of us, super fun. Mm -hmm. I love hanging out with my girls, but one-on-one time is just awesome, awesome. And um, we were talking about goals, and we were talking about setting goals and finishing goals, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, well, we'll tell everybody what goal you're working on right now. I really love sprinting, so I try and go out and sprint up our hill 10 times a week. Yes, absolutely. And um, so you just started. This is a new goal, right? Yes. We like new goals. They're exciting, aren't they? Very. Yes. So (laughs) what I was talking to her about was setting goals is so exciting because – and people love setting goals. And, you know, you see – you're like, yes, I can do this, and you're motivated, and the motivation is at the – peak when we set the goals. Mm-hmm. But it's also setting the goal is rather easy. Very easy. And you get all of this reward, like this almost like you get the dopamine reward for setting the goal. But then what happens after we set the goal? Well, when you're setting the goal, you aren't thinking about the work you have to put into it. So when you have to actually do work to help complete the goal, it's not as easy as you thought it would be. So you basically just want to quit. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done that before? Yes. Yeah, me too. We all have, right? You know, and it, it's, it's, it's so true. And I, I talked to her this weekend about setting goals, but then also completing goals. And so many people struggle with the completing of the goals. I am actually pretty good right. at completing the goals. I am super fo- – and I've, I've been this way since I was yeah. young. Like I, I love the accomplishment of completing the goal. I love a plan. I love a plan too. And yeah. But I almost love it to a fault, whereas like, right. you know, like the plan says this, I'm exactly. going to complete the bo- goal. And so I've had to learn to, you know, not give up on my goals and my dreams, but to modify Fine. to get there and, and, and to do it. So um, – Tell tell them about your your running. So you ran last week, right? 
Yes, on Monday I did four hill sprints, mm-hmm. and on Thursday I did six. And how did it feel while you were doing them? While I was doing them, I felt fine, but after I did the six, my knee started hurting. Okay, and that was Thursday of last week, right? Yes. Um, did it still hurt on Friday? A little bit, but not as bad as it did Thursday. Okay, and what about Saturday? After Saturday, it was fine. Okay. And so what did I talk to you about about this week running? This week, I'm going to probably do like a hill sprint today and Mm -hmm. see how it feels afterwards. Mm -hmm. And if I feel fine, I'll probably do a few more tomorrow Mm -hmm. and a few more Wednesday Mm -hmm. if I feel up to it. Yeah. So instead of maybe six, maybe just a couple? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And listen to your body, right? Yes. Do Do you have to give up on the goal, though? No. But if you hurt your knee really bad, will you have to give up on your goal? Kind of. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I did. I mean, that's what I had to yeah. learn that lesson. So if you can learn that lesson at 11, because <laughs> it took me until like yeah. 40 <laughs> to learn that lesson, then you're going to be so far ahead of the game. But we did talk about this. And I mean, this is not unique to my daughter Ainsley or anybody else, but setting the goals is so fun. I was, But completing them gets hard. My girls have multiple times come up with these plans of like, they'll create these lists, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to make these, like almost like a chore chart. Like they'll like make themselves a little chore chart. Like here's what we're going to accomplish every day. And um, and I'll tell them like, okay, if you do all that, then I'll give you an allowance. And they're like, yes, we're doing this. And they, they love to yeah. like create this little list and everything. And then they do it really, really good for like, how long would you say, Ainsley? Like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then what happens? And then the motivation dies. Exactly. Yeah. And then we just kind of give it up, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then maybe a few months will go on and we think, okay, we're going to do a different one. You know, and maybe mm-hmm. if we modify the chore chart just a little bit differently, then maybe it'll work, right? Right. But it never does. Because the that that's where it gets hard for everybody. You know, you start, you know, at the beginning, sometimes you start to see results too right away. You're like, yeah. yes, this is good. I feel great. And then that just wanes. And you've got to find that internal your why has to be good enough to keep you to keep you going and you have to be committed to kind of keep going through the boring phases right well and you know and as a health coach too that's something that you know we do you look at you know here's here's my end goal that I want to do in three months by the time summer's done I want to do this so we start today and then you you look at that process and you really look at okay what limitations might come up it's going to rain every day this week. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for you? Um, my friends are going to call and maybe want to go do something, so I'm not going to get my hills in then. So it's looking at all these other little things that come up that might stop you from reaching your goals too and sitting down and saying, okay, if this happens, how am I going to adjust? How am I going to work around these things? Mm-hmm. To really look at that vision of, you know, why do you want to run hills? You know, what does that mean for you? you know, by the end of the summer. Absolutely. And what I would have done in the past would have been like, oh, I didn't get 10 in this week. So I'm going to run 20. So I'm going to do 20 next week. And that's where it can get really hard. Like, I think at at some point you need to, like Alex had said, proactively plan. Like, what did I ask you this morning? I said, when are you going to, originally we talked about when were you going to run and what did you say? I said I was going to do five tomorrow Mm -hmm. and five on Friday. Yeah. Originally, you said Thursday. And then I said, remember, on Thursday, you've got plans. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you had to kind of tweak it. And so and it's good to think about it ahead of time. Otherwise, it just stuff the happens. week comes yeah. and you don't didn't 
you hadn't thought it through enough to realize that it wasn't going to happen. And then, so maybe you go into the next week with only five runs. And sometimes then we try to catch up with those and everything wow. too. And so I think just proactively planning, it makes such mm-hmm. a huge difference too. But then also listen to your body. And you know what? If there's some weeks that you can't do 10, that okay. doesn't mean you have to throw the whole goal out, right? You can still keep doing it and be like, most weeks I'm going to run 10. I didn't get 10 in this week, but I'm going to, you know. And in the past, I would do the same thing where like, well, I can't complete the plan, so forget the plan. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Are you keeping track? Yes. Because that's what's really exciting. Just like your mom said, even if you don't get 10, let's say it rains the rest of the week and you only get five hills in, that's still five more than you would have done if you hadn't done any. Mm-hmm. So you look at the end of the summer and you're like, I ran 150 hills. Mm-hmm. That's a ton of hills, mm-hmm. period. So right. it's really fun just to keep track and... You know, just look at the all the work that you've put in at the end and be really proud of that. So absolutely. I was thinking the same thing with weight loss. You know, I used to be like, I'm gonna do this diet plan, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna eat, you know, no sugar at all. Yeah. And then I would do that for maybe, you know, a couple of weeks. You're motivated, yeah. it's like ah. And then all of a sudden one day you're like, ah, forget it, this yeah. is stupid. And then you eat all the sugar. And then you think, Well, can't do that. Forget yeah. it. I might as well eat all the sugar all the time. Yeah. No. How yeah. about tomorrow's a new day? Let's get back on it, you yeah. know? And um, I, I was talking to somebody recently about weight loss, and it's like, if you're going to lose weight, a pound a week is pretty reasonable if you're going to yeah. really um, watch it. Now, of course, the more you – closer you get to your ideal body weight and the, the more harder you're it, the gets, harder it yes. gets, and you're probably not going to lose a pound per week. A pound per week feels like not much. That's 52 pounds in a year if you sit well, with a year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. I was talking to a client too, because she had a really bad, she told me everything she did on Mother's Day. And I said, you know, this goes back because we had talked about a holiday before that Easter. I said, how many holidays do we have a year? Mm -hmm. Give yourself a break. Absolutely. There's 365 days. Right. And if you're only doing this mostly on the holidays. Yes. Good job. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Well, and it kind of goes to that mindset too of like, you know, I ate this, I'm bad. Yes. No, no. you're human, right? Yeah. I ate this, I'm human. It's a huge dopamine reward and it feels amazing yeah. and it tastes great. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that I have to choose to eat this way again. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And a day after and a day after that. Exactly. Yeah. And holidays don't have to be month-long no. events either. No. <laughs> like Christmas. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, we say it kind of starts with Halloween and it goes through... It does. And it doesn't. And, yeah. and, you know, and that's just how we have to start looking at stuff. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. Every choice matters. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And I, I think it's it's so important to have goals. It's so important to accomplish goals. But it's so important to modify along the way and get yes. out of that all or nothing mentality that, you know, I'm just now learning myself. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. um, and being being kind to my body and saying, yep, rest is good. And um it's okay. Yeah. And listening to your body is so, so well, good. I had that today because I've had the shoulder thing that every once in a while kind of comes up out of nowhere. And I had something I was supposed to do today and it drove me nuts because I put NA next to it because mm. I was like, it hurts. Yes. Good for you. It hurts. Why do it? Good for you. It'll be there next week. And you know what, Alex, I'm so proud of you for um, kind of evolving from being the runner I I remember when you were not there yet you know and I remember seeing you run and a lot and I was like oh I mean you know yeah it was you could see 
yeah. from your gate that it was not fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I got it. I yeah. mean, I, I, at that moment in time, when I knew, I was like, yes, this is who she is. She's Alex Runner. And this is not easy to just be like, yeah. and I think other people that maybe don't run or don't understand would think, quit running, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. But it was so much more. It than took that. a long time. It yeah. took until I had a really nasty fall, and that I realized, okay, mm-hmm. I think I need to find something else to mm-hmm. do. And you know, and, and you're even happier now, right? Yeah. I mean, there's days it yeah. drives me nuts that you know I'll see a you know workout with running in it, and I'm yeah. like, oh gosh, my head still thinks I can just go out and do it, but right. my leg says. No. Well, and especially because that used to be the workouts that you're like, yeah, I'm going to crush this, right? Yeah. You know, if now, I was ever going to cherry pick, it yeah. was the days that I saw running like, oh, that, you know, running yeah. was recovery yes. for us, you yes. know? And now it's like, oh my gosh, it's kind of ironic, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, but you're still an amazing athlete and you're still an amazing person. And, um, you know, it's not, you're not just Alex Runner, you're just Alex. Alex, right? And it's and it's good. It's realizing it's okay just to be Libby. It's good to be Ainsley. It's good yeah. to just be yeah, yeah. And you know what? You're you're worthy and you're awesome. Whether you win a race or don't win a yeah. race, whether you get all ten of your hills in that day or mm-hmm. not, um, but it's just continuing to. It's it's just figuring out who you want to be, what goals yeah. do you want to do, and um, sticking to the plan. But listening to your body all along the way, too. Well, and this is also going to be something that we're really going to be touching on um, the next couple months of all the things that we have done after we've had an injury Mm -hmm. really are things you should be doing pre-injury to Mm -hmm. really prevent these things. So we um, we're really going to dive into that quite a bit over the next couple months and why it's really important to do this stuff before you even get injured because it really will help getting injured. Take it from us, like learn from our mistakes. You don't have to repeat the same mistakes we made and which is what I'm trying to tell my kids. It's like, and you know what, like, I remember my parents telling me things, you know, we didn't listen that I didn't listen to. I mean, just, you know, all kinds of stuff. So there's just so much in life you have to learn from yourself or learn for yourself. But um, if you can learn it from somebody else, it certainly saves you the Mm -hmm. agony that you've had to, to go through. But I do believe challenges change us. And who knows? I mean, think about this. Think about if you'd never been injured, mm-hmm. would you be better off right now or not? You know, I and I do, I think about that a lot, that if I had never been injured, there's so many people that are in my life now mm-hmm. that I would not have in my life because of that. Right. I wouldn't have those friendships. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it things do kind of work out for a reason, yes, and I think do. challenges change us, and yes. they can change us in a I mean, in a positive. Right. You can you have allow- a choice. Yes, you have a choice on which way you want to go with it. Absolutely. What's your one takeaway? Would you say this week, Alex? We had lots of them, I know, but I'm going to say the biggest takeaway is find out who you are without the sport. Mm-hmm. Really think about what that person looks like and who do you want to be. Mm -hmm. and really start kind of thinking of other things that you can do in your life. And, you know, because take it from me, it was was a long road to get to just being happy without those things. So figure it out today before you have to. It's always do it before you have to. Yes, that's a great takeaway. I think mine would be, um, you know, finding balance with intention. 
um, with everything, with running, with exercise, but with, just with life in general. And do I want to finish the plan or the longer-term goal of lifelong exercise? Exactly. And it took three injuries for me to um, realize I want the longer-term goal of lifelong exercise with a healthy, intact unbroken body exactly unbroken <laughs> unbroken yes um and what do we got on store for next week next week i'm so excited we have another guest so we are going to be talking about um bringing our friend ben on talking about personal training and why personal training is good for beginners that have never exercised been in the gym before mm-hmm. all the way to very experienced athletes you know you look at the professionals they all have personal trainers so just you know how great that is and what they have to offer and yeah that's yeah. that's awesome you know one of my things i'm thinking about right now is um what, what are my goals? Like, mm-hmm. I don't really have, I mean, my goals lately have been just stay fit and yeah. stay healthy, you know, and that's a good goal, but I'm kind of thinking I want a little yeah. bit more of a specific goal to work yeah. for it. I don't know what it is yet. I'll, I'll share it with y'all when I figure it out, but, yeah. <laughs> but I'm kind of working on, my wheels are spinning about that right now a little bit, so. Well, that's funny that you said that because I actually, I have a trainer that writes my coaches and, and when we met last year, he said, you know, what are your goals? And I said, you know, I don't want to, com- you know, it's not competing. It's not this. It's not that. And I said, I just want to be the best me. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah. And that's really, you know, and that's, what we're doing. And that's a good enough goal. You yeah. know, absolutely. That's a great goal. And so. um, I mean, that's kind of what I've been working on right now, too. But I'm kind of thinking of just, I don't know, a few specific parameters that I want to maybe, and I don't really even know what they are. I mean, I'm just saying this kind of thinking out loud here, yeah. but um, just to have a little bit more intention with my training. Mm-hmm. My training at home um, during COVID has been just a little bit um, consistent. Like I'm mm-hmm. definitely doing it. But the intensity's been a little yeah low. I know I've, I've missed you joining me. So <laughs> I know it's just yeah. yeah. So it's it's just not the same at home. I, it's you know, different. I know no one to push no you one. push you. And so I I'm just thinking ahead that I might want to have something that's going to push me a little bit yeah. too. You know you can get kind of stagnant. You yeah. can, and mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to do that. But um, well, thanks everybody for joining yes, us today. We you. look forward to seeing you next week and. Um, Ainsley, any parting words of wisdom you want to share? Nope. No? No. Nope. <laughs> well, good luck on your hills this week. Yeah. Thank you. We'll be checking in. Absolutely. Okay. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks, everyone. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the PRing Life podcast. If you are interested in learning more or would like to work with us, head on over to our website www.northsidefunctionalmedicine.com. See you next time.